Welcome to the Winner's Edit, a Survivor Storyline and Editing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And my name is Daniel. And today we are covering episode 8 of Survivor Ghost Island, Fear Keeps You Sharp. I watched this episode twice, and then when I was planning for today, I was like, who said that for the thing? It was Dominic talking to Wendell, but... Yeah, it was Dominic, and it was, like, not centered on it all. Like, it was really... It wasn't in a confessional. It was, like, in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot remember it at all, and that felt out of place. It struck out to me just because it was, like, such a odd thing to say. Like, he's like, Wendell, you gotta stay fearful. You gotta keep <laughs> on your toes. You never know when the world's gonna come at you. Huh. It was, to me, it was, it was, it, it stuck with me for that reason. Like, I probably could have told you it was Dominic after. Also, like, who else would say something like that? Like, <laughs> it's very... uh, yeah, yeah, at that point, I don't know. Especially given this merge episode. And... Yeah, chances were Chris or Dominic said it in this episode. Because who else said anything? Um, <laughs> Overall, uh, did you like this episode? I don't know. And I think that's more because I like to have more balanced edits. I think if Survivor were a scripted show, it'd be very interesting because these are three interesting characters that we saw a lot of. And like a ton of people still got to have their little bit, but it was definitely dominated by two with a third supporting character and that kind of made it lopsided for me yeah no i agree like i loved this episode i really think it's one like top 25 top 50 maybe best survivor episodes ever i'm not as high on it as a lot of people but i really did love it a lot it was it was very engaging it was very fun ultimately what i don't like is that it does feel like we were kind of lied to this whole season that there was going to be this war between chris and dominic and really chris had no support at all like it wasn't a war it was a squash it was no one was on chris's side i feel like we'll get to this later but i think the fact that nobody was on Chris's side hurts a lot of people in terms of, like, their chance to win, in terms of their long-term, like, viability. Um, and so, like, that to me is one of the big marks on this episode is that ultimately it was very engaging. It was so fun. It was great seeing these wonderful personalities. Like, Chris is one of my all-time favorites, but it, it does suck when you feel like you're being lied to about a story. Yeah, I guess the feeling now is we've been told basically from the premiere that Chris versus Dom is a thing, and now it's done... And I don't know exactly where the story goes, what sort of splits there are. There's so many under-edited characters. There's big characters who don't have relationship either because the edit didn't show them or because they simply never had the opportunity to develop relationship. And Yeah, like, I think my favorite favorite part of this entire episode was Kellen's like <laughs> intro confessional where she's talking about how she's going to use all those relationships she formed on in the pre-merge to help her in the game and it's like literally we've been banging the drum like kellen does not have any relationships we don't know who she likes how did this confessional make air we have no idea who she likes yeah it almost felt like as people who watched the edit like it felt like a like they're pointing specifically to it and like pointing fun at it or something yeah it really felt like a (laughs) wink to the audience like hey by the way look we can (laughs) we can make her say whatever we want we can show whatever we want yeah but yeah, no, like, I think this was a, like, I think it was a well-made episode. Like, Chris is just wonderful TV. And, like, this was really, like, a, like a wonderful goodbye to a fantastic character that I'm sure they will ask back. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, they made a whole, like, rap music video for him. Like, they love him. And... Yeah, like, that, that would have costed so much money. Just... <laughs> 
the amount of production values in that was way higher than any Ponderosa video ever. Uh, okay, so... But yeah, no, yeah, like, I think the, ultimately, yeah, like, I feel like this episode kind of represents the positives and negatives, I think, of this season as a whole, where, like, it's fun, engrossing, like, captivating television, but at the same time, every week we've been like, but there's kind of something missing. We don't know what a lot of people are thinking. Yeah. It feels less of a, like, a social strategic game that we're being presented in more of, like, a, like, the story of like five people and it felt like that way the entire way and this episode is probably the best example where chris and dominic were setting like visibility records mm -hmm. uh in terms of just amount of content and then everyone else is like one confessional or whatever absolutely and i think i like all 12 people left i think they're all good characters and i know some people will say people like chelsea or angela are duds but i like see merit in them and it's just disappointing that there's no trajectory really for where it goes from here maybe i'm wrong and they'll point out all these things attaching to previous episodes for like angela and chelsea but i don't see it I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is it feels like the biggest story of the season just ended. Yeah. And I feel like there isn't a good alternative for the next arc. So I do think next episode, as much as this episode was the merge episode, which is usually like the start of new life and the start of the new stories. I feel like next episode is going to be so important for that. Of just they have to completely rebrand and re like redo everything, basically. For sure. The story of the season is kind of over at this point. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see just how things divide, what the threats are, who's playing with who, all that stuff, so. Yeah, so I guess we'll go into kind of like our story segment. Uh, this is what we've been doing the past couple weeks, because I think that, like we, I think this is the better way to do this, is go through the stories, so. and then we'll go through each person. Yeah, we can, we at least have an opportunity to touch on each one, talk about if they were relevant or not, and then interweave them as we talk about each individual person, if need be, so. Yes. We've talked a lot about our, the main one, Chris versus Dom, which is apparently now over. I guess if it contributes to a winner's story, I mean, it's obviously really important to Dominic. Um, Wendell, too, because he was sort of in between it, but then very one-sided for Dom this episode. Yeah, I think it was very interesting that I think last week we were selling Wendell a lot of praise for, for the first time kind of getting to say that he's going to be the mediator between the two, he, that he's been managing the big personalities, and like that was new information. We didn't know that was happening. It's interesting that he effectively f fell on his ass failing trying to do that. Like He did not manage the personalities. He could not do it. He could not mediate the two things. So I think that's an interesting wrinkle in the story that we learned, but other than that, yeah. this was a pretty static story. Yeah. Um, on to playing with your gut, which has gotten bigger. Like, there was that whole... Chris played with his gut. <laughs> he said that so many times in that tribal council. Well, there was a... And just in general. There was a weird moment with Sebastian, who got, like, no other content in the episode, but Jeff asks him a question about how important it is to, like, use your gut, and he goes on a story about being on fishing boats and stuff, and it sort of really does signify that that is an important theme to the season is yeah like 100 like and it's still I, I feel like we still haven't had that moment where jeff is like and that's how you play with your gut like i, I feel like we still don't have like a closure on that story and i feel like everyone's gonna keep bringing it up yeah 
And then at some point, there's going to be this ridiculously heroic moment where somebody gets, like, this glowing talking about their gut thing. The closest would be Kellen's the other week, but... I think Kellen might come back to it where she goes against her gut, and that's her one bad decision. I could also see, oh, yeah. like, someone like Laurel, like, with her talking about flipping at the right moment. Like, mm-hmm. that could be her good point, but we shall see. Yeah, no, and, like, I do think, like, I think this one will be tied to the winner story in some regard. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know exactly how, but so many people have said it. So many people have emphasized the importance from all kinds of different sides. So I do think there, like that is an Im- inevitable that we will get major in your face on the nose closure to that. Mm-hmm. This sort of motif, I guess, more than a story. Yeah, I could totally see it being the, the Jeff story at the re- finale where he's like, mm-hmm. all these people didn't play with their gut or they didn't do it correctly, but these people have and who will win and all that. So. Yes, 100%. Uh, so another story that we kind of have on the board here uh, that maybe has gone away is the idea that, like, Navidi are complainers. This was largely Bradley's story. Uh, didn't really connect much here. Yeah, it just sort of there? It disappeared, which I think is a big mark on just anything towards the Navidi staying strong movement, I think, because there's no yeah. comment about all the Navidi 5 coming back together. Now they're Navidi 4, I guess. Um, um, no comment from Kellen on losing Bradley. No, like, no real talk about just them turning on a Navidi except for the recap. Yeah, and like, I think one thing that is really interesting is that in this episode, Kellen still is wanting to pagong. Like, that's still her content. Is like, <laughs> even with all, they're they're turning on each other. So maybe if all the Navidi girls vote together, we can still get rid of them a low low. Ha ha ha. Like. I thought that was a hilarious part, I guess, relevant to this story, kind of. Like, even when they're, like, like it's a showdown, it's a, it's a share, or a, like a, yeah, it's a showdown. <laughs> Kellen still wants to, like, <laughs> yeah. really torture these Malolos. Um, I thought, like, from a strategic standpoint, I think that was a good plan, and I'm kind of sad we didn't see it go through, even though Libby's great. But, like, keeping Dom versus Chris in there while having those four work together to just go for a different target might have worked. I guess it wouldn't have worked given that... The reason it didn't work is because Chris had no support. Yeah, Chris had right? no like, support. If, he, if it was actually a war, I feel like that would have happened and it would have been... It would have made so much sense. But Chris just was way more alienating than the show told us so there like there was no way to possibly do that because four against like he got like 13 or he got 11 out of 13 votes 10 votes because he couldn't vote and then there were two oh, right, people right, voting right, for right. libby yeah, right, right right he got 10 out of 12 votes yeah um so like yeah like there's <laughs> there's no real way to for that to really work um but yeah like i, I feel like the navidi negativity's gone away and i think that's super important for the hope for the Navidi people. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that contrasts with Malolo, who we saw as super positive. And that also wasn't a big story here. Which is, I was shocked of. And like, in actuality, we kind of saw Malolo turn on each other a couple times. Donathan's like, no matter what, you cannot trust Libby and Jenna. She's bluffing you up, which that's a fun turn of phrase, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I I think it's kind of interesting that earlier we were talking about like two different Malolo fours being like this I two four kind of movement, and it seems like that was just the underdog pre-merge story. That I don't know. Yeah. I guess I don't even get it because like Helen did wasn't looking too villainous in this episode, so it doesn't even look like they're building her as the villain. No, which that would make sense to me if that was why they did it. But mm-hmm. seems like she's an underdog again. Um, yeah, so hard to say. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
if just that general Malolo positivity might come back for one of them winning at the end. But I don't know, the edit's getting in such a way that it's hard to imagine everyone outside of one person winning, but we'll see. And like, yeah, like, unless it's Michael, like, at this point, it really feels like the Malolo story is just Michael. Like, it, like they might, like, like when they say, like, Malolo is the best tribe of all time, or really, I feel like the audience at this point only really knows that Michael is Malolo. Like, Unless yeah. you're really paying attention. He's the only one who's really been connected to this story the whole time. People might even think Kellen is Malolo. <laughs> like That's true. Like Desiree probably talks more about the curse of Malolo than any like second after Michael and then anybody else. And she's an original Navidi. It's hmm. like I feel like the story got kinda like rubbed like like kind of like lost in the lost in the forest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it sort of got warped when after Stephanie left and then there was the swap and Malolo became something different, really, mm-hmm. where it was just like the actual Tribus cursed instead of the Malo- Malolos that remained on Malolo. And yeah, so... and I think it's kind of interesting that like really not many people I'm considering a winner touched the Malolo beach. Like I would understand if someone was like reversing that curse, but it really doesn't feel like that's even... Like, it feels like, curse was successfully reversed, uh, story done. They won the one challenge, yeah. even though they won a previous challenge. Yeah, that might be it. I mean, now that merge has happened, Malolo, and, like, we've had a Navidi boot for the merge. Maybe it's not really a thing. I mean, Kellen's still mm-hmm. there, and Kellen, ha- Kellen thinks the Pagong is epic, so... We'll see. It's true. It's true. And still seems to. Um, so I guess the next one we kind of have on this board is just like a fresh new life. Uh, you're being in like in key moments in this game. That's when the good players rise and the bad players fail and the importance of recentering and all that kind of stuff. Um, Wasn't here in a huge regard. Um, yeah, you saw a few, a few people touch on just the merge and how it changes the game. Like Kellen talks about how she got to use all her relationships to after the merge feature we start eating each other and stuff but it wasn't like this is a new start for me michael did get that yeah. to be fair uh michael like all of his content was like the future looks bright um now that we're merged i'm no longer <laughs> gonna get targeted just because i'm a lolo i'm i can sneak in there and actually to be honest maybe jenna libby did kind of yeah. connect to that too because they're like wow with all <laughs> we thought we were gonna be in danger but chris and dominic are killing each other fine by me like so maybe that is maybe maybe it is more relevant than I thought. Um, and just one thing to touch on with this is Jonathan, again, completely invisible in a major shakeup during the game where big, good players rise and bad players fail or whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more on that. I mean, generally, yeah. I'm disappointed with Donathan's edit at this point, but yeah, like we got content from Jenna saying how this is good for her and Libby. We got Michael saying this is good, um, Laurel even a little bit, but yeah, Donathan was sort of left out in the cold. I guess one thing I'm, I'm, I'm maybe gonna, this is one theory, I'm, I'm gonna bridge this in with our old Malolo 4 story that we were kind of tracking. I think, a, I think one Malolo is going to leave really soon, and then I think a Malolo 4 will form. Hmm. I don't know who it's gonna be realistically with donathan selling them out it seems like it would be donathan who would leave or libby or something but like we have we now have a jenna libby connection we now have like like in the preview laurel saying she wants to go after wendell and dominic and she's an original malolo there's five original malolo right now i kind of feel like one of them's gonna leave and then the other four are gonna band together and have some sort of power down the line and to me the one that seems to be sticking out like a sore thumb right now is donathan i'm after this episode i'm way less confident in his long-term viability in this game Hmm. like to me this was what like like i've been saying like lock him in for finale night 
all season and at this point I don't I don't think I buy that anymore I don't know I really feel like that's been driven home and I guess I'm also thinking about like a San Juan del Sur type thing where Dominic will just go next episode right after Chris and that also ruins it but I don't know it feels yeah, like a so weird form Malolo to form together like I don't see Laurel wanting to go back and work with Jenna Michael and Libby Oh, shoot. You know, okay. Disagree with what I just said. I'm going to go with Libby Leaves or something and Jenna, Laurel, Donathan, who's uh, Michael, will form, or at least will be a consideration for Donathan. That makes sense to me because we've got, Donathan is in, uh, is, what is it, like, uh, wishy-washy. He, he can't decide. And it'll probably be like Dominic's side, Laurel's side. He has to pick between the two. Hmm. That makes sense to me. So actually, you know what? Put him back in finale night. Okay. <laughs> he's less safe now, but I, I do think that actually makes a lot of sense. So I, Libby's probably going to die pretty soon. I don't know. Libby's weird, but we'll get to her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, one bad decision. We saw a really bad decision today. <laughs> Um, oh man i just can't get over like if he did not go for the second one chris would still be in the game <laughs> like hmm. i just like like i try not to read exit interviews especially when we get to jurors because they can be pretty spoily but like i have to know what was going like maybe chris doesn't know himself what was going through his head but like why not play your idol. It's like, yeah, like I usually have a pretty strict do not read exit interview yeah. thing, and I've been like must resist urge to read Chris's because like what happened? How did he not play it? <laughs> he knew he was getting votes, and that the person he was voting his vote was votes were negated. Like what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Question: Will this be the worst move of this game? Which are you saying is the worst move? Like him not? I'm saying Chris not playing his idol. See, I think that looks really, really bad from what we know. I just don't know what Chris thought the plan actually was because we were told that the votes would split on Dominic and Wendell, and like not even Angela did that. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the edit was telling us a radically different story from what actually happened. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I get the vibe that he probably thought that was the plan but yeah i feel like that it was so divorced from what actually happened i do think my my take will be there will be a worse movie in this game that will be mm. ripped to shreds in the show on the show i think and i i still think it will be with kellen and her vote double vote maybe i think it was also hard to show this as a bad move because only chris knew about his idol that he didn't play whereas like mm -hmm. if you think about like your eric reichenbachs where he obviously is giving up a necklace everyone sees or james or james or yeah. everyone knows. Every, they're public idols yeah. yeah yeah true like they could get to the end of this game and have no idea like that the, realistically is what will, will happen yeah because they didn't even know that he had lost his vote because they didn't need to reveal that many votes so mm -hmm. interesting well i, I guess they kind of do because would chris have voted libby hmm. so they probably have an idea that chris didn't have a vote oh that's probably because true. like yeah like they they probably understand that chris did not vote libby whatever and like um, handwriting analysis and whatnot and yeah <laughs> but yeah i still think one bad decision can ruin your game or whatever is still kellen's story yeah. and that's haunting like <laughs> i would hate for that to be my edit huh. i guess maybe she can reverse it but uh i'm not optimistic on that yeah i think uh, i think just as winner contenders winnow down i think helen is just a continues to be a anomaly and that she <laughs> has a good edit on paper but it is not good in content due to things like them focusing on one bad decision and at some point you kind of yeah, like, i can't imagine you kind of wonder like, if it's just them really focusing on the theme and attaching it to kellen even though she doesn't i don't know we'll talk more about it when we get to kellen yeah it's possible i guess one thing is like can you imagine a winner story where 
so much of the content is her talking about hypothetically fucking up down the line. Like, that's the thing. Like, I can't imagine that, like, winner, like, narrated by Jeff Probst thing for Kellen. Like, like every shot that she's on Ghost Island, it's, like, zooming into the one bad decision. Mm. And, like, like it'll be just hard to make the footage for that not look bad. Like, like that's my number one thing against Kellen. But Yeah, I don't know. Um, Another story is kind of, like, when to flip timing uh laurel touches us on this when she talks about how the pretty people have been dominating this game for too long and he decided when to flip donathan's talked about it with chris and uh chris and dominic uh i i do think there's gonna be a huge flip at some point like like someone's gonna like there's gonna be a lot of indecisiveness in the future yeah well i mean i think that recap is pretty telling that we're just already seeing laurel considering moving away from what i think is what looks like to us her best chance of getting to the end like as an original yep. malolo i would want to stick with dominic and wendell so i think that's pretty interesting i'm very excited for next episode for that reason i really think i think there's a chance there's it, it's a crazy good episode. There's also a chance, I guess, it's, like, boring. But <laughs> to me, it seems like think, like we're finally going to get things kind of, like, breaking down. Like, who's going to go with who? Yeah. It is kind of interesting that last week with Matt, we speculated that Laurel's Laurel and, Donath- or Laurel and Wendell not getting content together meant that they wouldn't be hugely important to either story. But in this next time on Survivor, we have Laurel being like, Wendell has too much power. I'm coming for him. Hmm. And Dominic. But, like, it is kind of interesting that it does seem like Laurel is going to be flipping on, or at least considering flipping on Wendell. Yeah. And it hasn't been portrayed as a flip because they've never really been por- portrayed together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, do you have anything to add for this kind of, like, pretty people? I don't, um, I don't think so. I think it's been pretty minor so far. Like, I agree. It kind of connects to Libby, I guess, too, because yeah, like talks about. Libby's really the only, like, one that's getting classified as, like, seductive and, like, using her looks. Like, yeah. there's obviously a lot of attractive people on this season, but not a lot of them are getting that, like, sort of content, I guess. Yeah, like, even Michael isn't getting, like, he's a model. He's just getting, like, I'm an underdog. <laughs> like, he's really not being portrayed as, like, a pretty, yeah. like, you know, anything like that. Um, so moving on, another one is different types of strength being important. And I think this is a huge one for this episode because I think being like the social game is over and over again in this season. The motif is social game is more important than anything else. Yeah. And I feel like this episode showed that a lot for quite a few people. Um, other than Chris, who are you looking at? I mean, yeah, obviously Chris is used as the opposite, right? Yeah. Like, like, uh, Chris is shown as so antisocial. He doesn't, like Wendell says that he does the social game. You don't understand it. You need to know how to connect to people or whatever it is that he says Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's important i think so i think the fact that wendell tears that dagger into him is a positive for wendell because it's like by the way that means i have a good social game yeah and then you get wendell trying to kind of manage the personalities um people talking about how chris is unbearable but um he's like trustworthy yeah and that doesn't win out uh just stuff like that yeah yeah i i definitely think the different types of strength motif is still important um yeah and it still ultimately kind of connects to donathan um again from this premiere where you get stephanie saying that you can shove him into things yeah <laughs> i know michael had another confessional where he was like yeah i could totally go along with chris's plan because that makes a lot of sense but then ultimately doesn't which is a point to go on for michael later but i think that sort of factors into that different types of strength thing mm-hmm. and i actually to be honest i think it's kind of interesting that 
over over and over again, Chris talks about how being a big, strong guy who can win challenges is going to put the target on his back. And I think overwhelmingly the episode showed that that's not the case. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's not why he vote, got voted out. I think that's kind of interesting is he's narrating that he's going to, he's in trouble because he's so threatening, but everyone else is saying that that doesn't matter. And I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the only other thing to touch on with this is in this episode, Desiree talks about Michael and says, at any point you can get rid of Michael because you can just be like, he's going to win all the challenges. So I guess that's a positive for the idea of physical strength. And Michael has been somebody who has been talking about physical strength a lot yeah. since the premiere. Yeah. Um, so it does seem like his story is kind of on this track, but in a bad way. Oh yeah, definitely in a bad way. We're getting ideas that he's not necessarily seeing all those types of strengths. Mm-hmm. And doesn't doesn't value them, values physical strength over anything else. When he's pitching to Bradley to stay, he's pitching that he can help them win challenges and continues to lose challenges. Wow. Yeah. The more yeah, the more we talk through this, the more I'm thinking like Michael could realistically in my mind be a losing finalist. Oh, ooh, a losing finalist? I would say he's Like just, that makes a lot of sense to me. I just think he just makes sense as like a big threat who has to go and goes maybe early in pre-merge. I don't know. You mean merge? Yeah, yeah. merge. <laughs> early in the merge. We're there now. <laughs> so, yeah. For me, I think cuz like I think the fact that it's different types of strength, like it's not social games be- like social game is good it's social game is better than the physical game to me that kind of reads like maybe a final tribal council motif where as the audience when one person's like yeah one person won a bunch of challenges but i cared about people mm-hmm. that to me makes sense is sort of like the story of how this goes and on the board michael has been since the premiere talking about physical strength being crucial of the most importance to me him being so ideologically against kind of like the philosophy of this season makes me think that he is on the board to be a losing finalist Mm. it's just hard to imagine a path for michael to the end that's true like i i do think it's probably more realistic that he goes like next or something but yeah um and so the final story we have on this board is the the one that was touched on in the wendell um sebastian shell scene uh and a couple times after is sort of the importance of paying attention to people paying attention to the small things like the little reminders that keep us uh as humans keep us bonding to each other yeah um and i think this episode builds on it with Wendell's voting confessional where he is like, Chris, you got to stop saying I so much and start saying we so much. Or, and start saying we. Start caring about other people. Start thinking about how you fit into the greater scheme of things. And to me, that was one of the best things Wendell could have said in an episode. I mean, it's just a good thing to say in life. <laughs> but yeah, That's true. That's also yeah, true. It's good to have that shown. I, I think we'll get to it when we talk about Wendell, but I think I'm just of the opinion that they're not not going to show that voting confessional. It sort yeah. of caps yeah, off Chris's true. story really nicely, but I think it's a good thing to be saying in that if Wendell is our winner. So. Yeah, and like I think the like similar to the different types of strength, similar to a lot of things in this season, it's telling us that being kind is one of the most important attributes you can have in Survivor more than anything else. Um, and so that's something to pay attention to too. Like when you're factoring in like who is who should we be respecting, etc. The show is telling us that the kind people who pay attention to people are the best players. Yeah, which. That's not always correct in every season, so I think it, it's just one of those things you have to pay attention specifically for this season. Yeah, like, like I think a good example is, like, in Samoa, one of the reasons people maybe should have factored in Natalie winning more is the, the season was kind of about, like, how good it is to prayer and be a community and... Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, there was that in the background. Yeah. Which Russell did not 
like he went against the kind of philosophy of the season like which i guess it's hard to figure that out because he was so much the content but like the show tells you what's good yeah like what is good play yeah in the background and i feel like this is one of those things where it's like the show is telling us that small things are more important than big things it's like how triple h it didn't ever come out and say oh people are just spilling their secrets but you saw so many examples of it and it related to how they left the game and so it was pretty late when ben started not doing it but it made sense to why he won and i think it's a great analog to this season to be honest where chris is kind of the opposite of this chris does not pay attention to what other people are doing chris does not pay attention he does he always says i he always like it's all he's very individualistic and in some seasons that is shown as to be the best thing as possible is look after yourself before you look after other people yeah and this one chris is chris like um uh, cole in last season who was used as the guy who just blabbers everything chris is shown as the guy who is sort of the antagonist of that theme of like look this is what a bad survivor player looks like he cares about himself like, mm-hmm. it's a kind of like a cheap storytelling trick to make your winners look better, I think. Yep. So, other than that, I, I think those are the major stories of this season. I do feel like we'll get more next episode. Yeah. Like, I really do think next episode will be the start of, like, Act 2. And probably we'll get clarification on, like, where these are going. I think so. I think we might get a new opposition or a few to replace Chris versus Dom. Just more relationships, where all the Malolos are falling, how Navidi is really splitting up if it is all that stuff i guess my gut impulse of the one thing they've set up that wasn't here before is and actually the, uh, when we start talking about the people it's the order is very handy um we've never been shown the navidi girls before this episode yeah um and i do think that is an important story and maybe that's why kellen doesn't really get shown relationships because she is just going to be in the girl alliance um so i do think that is possible either a possibility to be a major alliance moving forward or a possibility of being a major antagonist moving forward is the evil Navidi girls or whatever. I think that's the one possibility where the Navidi are complainers thing comes back um, if this girls alliance is a bad thing. Hmm. I think given who the Navidi girls are in their edits so far, it's bizarre to think of them as a big force moving forward. Yeah, no, I feel like much more likely these are the obstacle for the winner as they get voted out by one. Yeah, yeah like I can see maybe there's just a big consideration about them and like Kellen flips and Desiree goes home to be followed by Angela and Chelsea. Yeah. And then, but we'll see so with that we got well, now we're going to talk about the Levita tribe which seems to be named after a big brother canada contestant <laughs> um <laughs> it's mostly navidi which makes sense and then the a from yanuya and the l from malolo i guess who knows is that it okay that's wow. about as much sense as you can make from it i think unless it's named after Un- unless it's a Fiji- fijian word yeah. or something and yeah and we didn't get, we didn't even get a scene of them like naming it or anything no uh, that has gone away recently, but if it matters, they, they say. Yeah. Um, like, I think Millennial vs. Gen X is the last one where the name was mentioned. Uh, huh. Just because Vinaka was uh, important to David and Adam's story. Um, yeah, like, I can't even remember Triple H is off the top of my head. So Lewa, It was a weird, it was a dumb portmanteau, I think. It was just a oh, yeah, right, right. Was... of all the pre-merged tribes. The portmanteaus are just the worst. I don't, like... I don't think they're the worst. I think when it's, like, something like Solewa or... La Vida, where it sounds really good, that's okay. Like Solarion okay, okay. from Kagion, that's getting a little weird. True, true, true. <laughs> I don't know. That's another <laughs> podcast entirely where we. Yeah, no, no. Consider... The ones I like are ones that like have some sort of like 
meaning or something. Yeah. Just because then it's like you can analyze it at all, like in some capacity. Yeah. And uh, one thing I love doing is overthinking. <laughs> um, so first on our board here is Angela who wasn't on the episode. <laughs> okay, are we actually not going to spend time on Angela today? Like, we always say we aren't. And then... It's mysterious. I don't know. Um, I mean, great merge episode. <laughs> nope. Yeah, like, Us- her one new piece of information is that she's in this girls' alliance. Maybe? Which she was kind of in it. They just sort of added Chelsea on from the Malolo girls. Oh, true, true, I guess. But, like, she wasn't a major part of it. Chris went. She reunited with Chris, and there was no big, big ordeal about it, so... Yeah, for her being Chris's right-hand girl, like, (laughs) where did that go? Like, we were, like, pretty explicitly told she is on Chris's side in this war, and she's a soldier, and she's... (laughs) Yep. Like... Like, literal, literally saying she is a soldier in Chris's army. Where did that go? Like... Yeah. Yep. Angela not winning. Nope. Uh, really, I think, below anybody at this point for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let me check my ranking real quick. I have Libby below her. I would put, I would put Libby above, because at least we, like, I don't know. Like, at least she's, like, uh, they're, they broke, whatever. Yeah, they're both not there's, but, yeah. um, at least there's, like, some dimension to Libby. Like, she's not just, like, Oh, a, yeah, for sure. But, like. Stonewall, like. I think Libby has a hard path to get there, and not great content for how important True, she's kind like, of been whereas angela why would you ever vote out angela? i don't know like I, I guess that's one thing in favor of her is like we do know her occupation we know that she's very sad and everyone abandons her um <laughs> we know like we know personal things about her we know sort of how she views the game she's gonna be super loyal to a fault um yeah so yeah like maybe maybe she is in there in the finale and like now we makes it to the final three. <laughs> I, like I would say she has goat st- she, goat or sorry goat upside. Well, yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, like <laughs> and like granted, I, I do think it takes something to be a goat. Like you can't just like you can't just not be visible at all unless you're Troyzan. But um, I think there's better contenders for invisible goat though. I agree. <laughs> like to me, she like we have reasons for her to get voted out, and that she was close to Chris. Yeah, and I feel like that they're just gonna be like. Oh, she liked Chris, so she's gone. Bye. Like, Maybe. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Uh, On to someone more interesting. Uh, Chelsea. Way more interesting. <laughs> oh. Also a member of... The Girls' this, Alliance. This real threat of a Girls' Alliance. Um... I don't know. Chelsea. I'm now of the idea that maybe she's more interesting than the edit is providing. Like, I would like to see more Chelsea, but... She's definitely not the least interesting. No, but she's not... Like, I would rather Chelsea than Angela. Oh, for sure. But she's not important to the story. At all. Like, it's clear, like, she's just, like... Like, I really think two or maybe three of these girls is gonna get, like the cut in a one hour double boot yeah like it's gonna be the rise of the girl oh bye like yep i think i i agree with that and really like do you think chelsea could go to the end i don't i don't see it now i think maybe she has like rick nelson fifth place at best yeah like (laughs) like like an aubrey style where they just choose not to edit fifth place yeah and to be honest she's another one like why would you ever vote her out um it seems like they all kind of view her as useless um (laughs) But, like, I don't think people dislike her. I don't know. We just don't know enough about Chelsea to mm-hmm. have an informed opinion. And that's the problem with this whole group is, like, like we don't even know how they formed or anything. Like, Kellen didn't seem to like Angela last episode, but now they're, now they're buddies. Like, yeah. like, we got Kellen bitching about 
Angela and her being like a stone wall, but now they're just in the alliance. <laughs> um, so, and we even got Angela saying she wants to break up Desiree and Kellen. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Um, on to Desiree. At least she was in this episode. Yeah, I think. I think my conspiracy theory on her winning is dying. She had, like, that... She was the person who made up the plan to vote Libby and form the Girls' Alliance, but... Mm -hmm. If that happened, it would have been really good for her. Yeah, but, like... I thought, like, I... Leaving the episode, I was ready to be like, awesome episode for Desiree. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe this is her second chance in the game. <laughs> nope. No, because like there wasn't even all four votes on Libby, which that yeah. would have probably been bare minimum, but there was just two. So, so yeah. I don't think she was one of them, was she? I, I don't know. I keep forgetting to look up who the Libby votes were. I'll do that True. while we move on to... Unless we have more to say about Desiree. Um, I do think... Like, I do think she slowly is becoming a, a major character. I, th I would say she of the girls other than Kellen will last the longest. Yeah, I think um, she has like game changers Andrea potential. Yep, yep. Where I still think that's on the table. I don't think she'll leave anytime soon probably. Um cuz she's like built up enough that the audience knows who she is and how she thinks and so like I, I feel like she's one of those people who could sneak like a sixth place or something. But I do think there's again better candidates for that kind of low visibility yeah. long-term player yep. um yeah so yeah i guess on to dominic angela who... and desiree by the way were the two who voted libby oh angela desiree okay okay so angela didn't vote chris yeah so that, yeah that's at least that's some good story that's her getting jury votes yeah yeah good jury Angela. yeah maybe maybe uh the whole chris angela thing is to set up chris rallying for angela <laughs> to win the game at the final three this is the turning army point. of seven votes when a major shakeup happens to the game and angela gets in control but yeah i guess who would be on the receiving end of this hypothetical rage against uh rage from chris from the jury would be dominic um who had a i would say middling episode like he was there constantly but yeah I feel like the episode was telling us that the war was stupid. Like, they were both at fault for attacking each other instead of looking at the bigger picture. Um, I think originally when I watched it first, I was like, yeah, this looks bad on both sides. Like, neither person, neither Chris nor Dominic can give it up. And yeah, it just looks bad for both of them. When I rewatched, I it didn't feel that way so much with Dominic. Like, he's very much reacting to Chris, who is just, you can't work with him and is going to be gunning for you, so. I do yeah, think like, on a was... rewatch, it's way better for Dominic. Like, th that cross-confessional, at first I was like, ooh, just buried both of them. Yeah. But when you rewatch it, it's actually just Dominic kind of reacting to Chris saying things. Yeah. Like, Chris does something dopey, Dominic's like, wow, that's dopey. Like, mm -hmm. I think Chris isn't getting the daggers back. I think he's still overblown, and I don't think it's a great episode for him. Nope. But it, it's like it's it's good, but it's I feel like it's not good that in these major f turns he's doing, he's not getting portrayed as doing it for strategic reasons. Yeah. It's like he doesn't like Chris, he doesn't like Bradley, so he's gonna vote them out. Yeah. And I feel like that's the number at this point. Oh, more than the vi over visibility, more, more than the tonal inconsistency. Mm, eh, maybe not more than tonal inconsistency. The biggest block for me is that Dominic's being shown as emotional, like, or at least picky in kind of like I don't know what the right word is, but he's like a he's like a curmudgeon. Like he he votes people <laughs> out who like annoy him. Yeah, yeah. I think like he describes Chris as a pain in the ass, not as a strategic threat. Yep. I think I still see the world where Dominic wins with this me edit, too. but like 
It's not. I think it would be irresponsibly irresponsible to com- completely eliminate him because he is one of these people who could be the next Boston Rob. He could be like Jeff Probst's favorite of all time, and he goes on to win. And then Jeff goes into the editing room with the editors and's like, um, just put him on in every scene, everything he ever does, put it on the television. <laughs> uh, people are gonna love him anyway because he tried really hard even when he messed up, which is what Ben kind of got right. Like they did show Ben messing up. They yeah. did show Ben making mistakes. And it was just, he's likable, and at least he's trying. Yeah, I think there's room for Dominic to fall into that Ken or Brad edit, especially now that this war is done. Like, it'll be interesting to see how he's edited next episode. Or, like... Yeah, like, I I think it's super important to be on the major lookout for anything, like, in Game Changers when Zeke got that confessional talking about the Brad Culpepper brand and how he looks down on people, because that came... Like, that was one confessional... And then disappeared until Final Tribal Council, where people were like, so Brad, you use condescension as a strategy? And, like, just, like, the Brad we saw was not the Brad that was on the island. Or, like, the Brad we saw in the show was not the Brad we saw on the island. There was just these little clues every now and then. And I feel like you're right. I feel like Dominic is probably that next, like, that, at least in the running to be that next, like, blowing pre-merge gets dumped on in the merge. Yeah person um but yeah like i think more than mm, i would say of those three if they are in the same mold i have i personally think he has a higher chance of winning than i did the other two at this point mm, it, maybe not ken i i thought ken had at this some point upside. for sure it's definitely like oh wait maybe no i would say ken and brad's edits were solid until they started going super low visibility and then it was just mm-hmm. sort of like well one episode i guess is okay well i guess i came to see it with two episodes and then it was like no there's no way yeah so yeah. and then like they come back when they come back ken's examined or uh, testing will or whatever like <laughs> yeah and i think dominic is already sort of on the bubble mm-hmm. so like he's obviously not suffering from this visibility problem but he could suffer from the his you know what might be a better comparison is like a ryan who is glowing pre-merge and then just has like this like kind of negative streak post-merge um so i don't know like i think then again i we've we've listed a bunch of final tribal council losers and to be honest i don't really see that as his most likely venue but i think if dominic makes it to final tribal council and loses at this point i feel like the audience will be disappointed i agree i like granted i do think they are building wendell up beside him so like if it's wendell who wins over him i think maybe they won't be but i do think that is gonna be a problem like i do think but like they built aubrey up to get ripped to shreds right like it's so hard to say i feel like i still think he's more likely to leave before final tribal council but realistically he's probably the person who tell me he leaves next week i'll believe you tell me he wins i'll believe you tell me he is a final tribal council loser i'll believe you like i I really feel like he is the one who I don't know where he fits still. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. I was sort of thinking of Dominic as like a more negative Sabrina from One World, where you have Kim as Wendell, who's sort of there, lower visibility, but it's all there. And then Dominic is this very visible person, obviously important to the story, but then fades out. So I don't know. I mean, I definitely think it's possible. Um, I think One World is an interesting season, if only. For it has a very strong like group of final tribal council people who I think all were big characters and have some sort of shot theoretically. So if there's two big characters like Dominic and Wendell, it is sort of interesting how you would edit those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Like if this pair makes it to the end, like they're gonna be one of production's favorite pairings ever, probably. Right? Like yeah, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird when like there's more than one 
quote unquote worthy person at the end. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, I don't have much to add on Dominic. He was all over the place in this episode, just like he's been all season. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel yeah, like, yeah. I still feel like he's really different from how he was portrayed in the premiere. Where mm-hmm. super into winning for his family, um, like kind of paranoid, but now he's just sort of he's almost like a game bot at this point. Yeah, he is really like we like think about like Jeremy, think about even Brad. Like they talked about their family all the time. Yeah, and like I feel like the casual audience might not even know if Dominic has a family, right? <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah, it's been so long. Um, so yeah, like. He's weird, like, he has personal content, but it's all in the premiere. Yeah. He's just dumped in the premiere. Yeah, it, it's weird. But he's our main character at this point, so we'll see where next he week is, yeah. takes us. Yeah, I think before we move on, I think it's very interesting that essentially this episode told us there are three characters, main characters. It's Chris, it's Dominic, it's Wendell, and one of them's gone. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge that Dominic is our main character. And that's the thing is like, that's why I, I have no idea where he's going because the main character can get away with a lot more than the supporting characters can. Yeah, I know I've theorized and others have theorized of a San Juan del Sur situation where Chris and Dominic are the Jeremy Josh. And just looking at those two seasons side by side, this season you really only have Chris and Dominic and then Wendell. Like Kellen is big, Michael's big, but a lot of smaller characters. Whereas with San Juan del Sur, Del Sur, you had Missy and Baylor, you had John and Jacqueline, um, Natalie, of course, was there, Keith. So there's a lot of big characters, but I don't think we're seeing that here. I don't mm-hmm. think it rules out the possibility that this is a San Juan Del Sur season, and they're just even more devoted to Dominic and Chris for what they brought. And It would be very weird. Like, if Dominic leaves next episode, they would have to completely reshuffle the board. You know what I mean? Like, like, they'd have to give, like, Laurel huge content. They'd have to give, like, Libby huge content. Michael comes back. Like, it'd be really weird if he left, I feel like. There'd just be this huge vacuum now that Chris yeah. and Dominic are gone. And that, to be honest, makes sense with how it's been shown. Like, that Chris just soaks up screen time pre-merge. Dominic just soaks up screen time pre-merge. Maybe it's just like, oh, they leave back-to-back, so we'll... There'll be the pre-merge. Boom. Then we have a nice new story for the merge, but like, seems unlikely. You can sort of see in the preview where it's like with, with two big characters going out back to back, it's now a free for all. And you just get like all these smaller characters splitting up that screen time more evenly. But it's possible. A man can dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, to be honest, I love Dominic. I, I would be so fine if he left. Yeah. Next episode. So, on to Donathan. Terrible episode for Donathan, uh, right? Bad episode. I think the disappointing thing is that now if Donathan wins, it's like, this is a bad edit. But also, like, yep. you could have done just a few things to make it look like Donathan wins, even if he doesn't. Yeah. Like... Like, because it's not like this. To me, this is the kind of thing that I really don't like. This, to me, just reads, one, as... Like, the casual audience won't clue into the fact that Donathan is just kind of disappearing in these crucial moments. Mm -hmm. Like, they're still going to see, like, I feel like most people are still like, Donathan's awesome, Donathan's the best. I feel like it's so much like what they did with Kelly Wentworth, where the casual audience still completely buys her as a candidate, despite her going away in kind of these important moments. 
I don't know why you do this because all it does is make people who are tuned to Edric eliminate him. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it does. Give him one confessional in this episode and... Yeah. Like, he had zero confessional in the merge episode. Like, that's yeah. such a death sentence in my opinion. And, like, to me, he was a realistic second choice last week. And I was willing to forgive the other two swap episodes because there was, like, weirdness. This time there wasn't. And it's, like, it's the kind of thing where I just wish they would have given him something so that you could realistically think he was a contender. Or, if you weren't going to realistically build him as a contender, go back and edit the other episodes differently and give us different ones. Yeah, gosh, I don't know. Because if, like, this alliance is big, like, you obviously still want this, like group of four who's going to be around a while to be prevalent and you can't like get rid of the the challenge in the second episode but yeah i mean there was an opportunity for like after chris's gathering at the water well just have him be the one who's like this plan is really a mistake and he did that anyway he just didn't get to give his viewpoint on it yeah right like he went and ratted the plan out but like just in camp life you know what i mean like he didn't get to say yeah. like chris sucks like and it was more Holy hell. it was more talking about Jenna and Libby being like not sticking to the plan, which I think I don't know. I felt like Jenna and Libby didn't deserve that. Like yeah, they were mm-hmm. they had considered earlier in the episode that they could go either way and they're in a good position, but it wasn't like they were purposely playing people, I guess. Yeah, it was just very weird. Like I feel like this is the worst episode Jonathan could have gotten, other than like a real just negative streak. Um Oh yeah. <laughs> but this is probably the most like Ryan thing that i've seen in a long time maybe donathan is more like the brad or the ryan where it's just like random just like why doesn't donathan like jen and libby who were shown kind of likable in this episode but it's weird because who's not going to vote for donathan at the end now true like, i don't think i don't know. i don't think donathan losing tribal account or losing finalist is on the table um so i imagine he's just gonna come in like sixth place or something or the fire loser yeah, I guess that is on the table. Who knows? Uh, next up is Jenna. Oh, Jenna. I wish they gave her, like, one more confessional. Like, not that invisible episode last week. Because I would 100% be putting her on my winner contenders list otherwise. I, I, it was a good episode, but I think I just have problems with just everything so far. Because, like, not the invisible episode so much last time. We talked through that and how it wasn't bad for any of the invisible Yunuyas necessarily. But just, like, her edit so far is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I'm gonna say Jenna is 100% in the finale. Yeah, I think Jenna's the Brett LaBelle. Yep, yep. Like, she has a long-term story from the beginning, keeps getting, like, random kind of spikes in, like, good content, but just does not connect in the major story at all. But, like, they keep reminding us who she is. They keep reminding us she's playing. Yeah. She has all kind of content about, like, one day you can find yourself on the bottom, and then one day you'll be on the top, and things can flip like this, and that still hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um... So I feel like we're going to get Jenna at her lowest and then Jenna rise from the ashes still. <laughs> and I hate that I can't consider her a winner contender because I think that would be awesome. I know. I just, I just want Jenna to win so bad. Like, she might unironically be my favorite character. She's funny and, like, quirky. Like, like there's just, like, this quirky energy to her. Yeah. Um, I love, and she's kind of like a game bot, which is so bizarre <laughs> i love that they're still portraying the sebastian jenna thing as jenna playing sebastian like all those things are so cool and would totally be a viable winner contender if there were like two little changes to her edit like like just like like they just got like a different supervisor to like l- like tweak some things like mm-hmm. mention stephanie when yeah ah yeah, it's just, like, like honestly, right if, on the edge. Yeah, like, if in that episode she was like, now that Stephanie's gone, I'm gonna play hard. Yeah. Like, just that. I would be like, winner, winner. Like, 
<laughs> like she could be such a good edit trap and a huge character, but I feel like you don't commit to her enough and it just lets her flounder. But I do think she like she is as we were talking earlier, like more invisible people who could be losing finalists. I think Jenna is maybe top tier possibility yeah. for that. Yeah, I think we have the footwork for why Jenna can't win. Resting bitch face. <laughs> I love that that got on the tel- on television. Um, that is her main personal story in this season. <laughs> and I think that makes so much sense if she ends up in the final three. Losing does not make any sense for why she would win. Yeah. I think, because I don't even think Jenna doesn't necessarily deserve it if she makes it to the end. I think it's just, like, why people don't want to vote for Jenna. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you seem so impersonal and stuff. And she tries yeah, like, to I really argue think... it away, but, like, people still want to vote otherwise. Yeah, like, I feel like maybe people will be like, oh, I didn't realize that you tried your best to smile. You never <laughs> did to me. And also, like, we get a lot of her, like, like, maybe they would be like, you were always playing second fiddle like i really do think jenna is like a more developed troizan almost where like she'll get to the end and like say something nice and then everyone's like sorry jenna we're not really considering you <laughs> like <laughs> that's kind of like that's Aww. realistically how i see it going and that makes me so sad because jenna's the best hopefully jenna can pivot wherever she falls into something successful for her <laughs> post yes, yes but i hope she wins like oh my like, gosh yes <laughs> that's my dream i don't know <laughs> Um, so, do you have anything else to add about Jenna? No, not not anything that's just, like, rambling about how great yeah. Jenna Bowman is. And... I do think this was a good episode for yeah. her. Yeah, like, I think it's interesting how she gets a bit in the war between Chris and Dominic where it's like, oh, we're in the middle now, so we can flip. And mm-hmm. it, it sort of felt like they weren't spelling immediate doom for Malolos. Yeah, and she, she name-dropped the entire Malolo, original Malolo tribe. Yeah. Like, she was like, man, this is really good for me and Libby, and I guess Donathan and Michael, and I guess, uh, who are, Laurel, too. Like, that's, uh, Jenna's content in this episode is the one reason I do think there is a chance Malolo reunites. Hmm. Um, just because, like, why did you have her list off? Like, <laughs> the entire old original Malolo tribe. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think she's a major character in this season, at least a major supporting character. It reminds me so much of, yeah, like, Brett LaBelle, which is, like, yeah. randomly interjected. I like her a lot more, though. Yep. So, on to somebody who I don't like, uh, <laughs> Kellen. But I would... She was kind of charming in this episode, though. Yeah, yeah, I really... She was a lot more positive on the rewatch, because, like, her winning and her being excited for the merge and stuff. Just, it was a good look for Kellen. Someone mm-hmm. who's, like, excited about being on Survivor. Yeah, like, I would right so much ways. rather <laughs> people being like, yeah, the merge, woo, I'm so excited. Like, like I like that energy. Um, It sold me a little bit on Kellen. I didn't like that she was still trying to bagong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not epic, Kellen, it's not epic. Um, uh, But to be honest, this episode made me put her back on my winner contender list. Uh, yeah, number two. I had heard rumors of that, and I know I've been considering it, but I want to hear... Hear you, hear why. I guess I just, for the first time, I understand why they wouldn't have shown many relationships because if her role in this story is just this Malolo girls and like it really does feel like her maybe there is good reason why her relationships weren't shown because like they she the one is like why wasn't she shown with Desiree more but like Sarah never really got that and in addition I think as long as she bonds with people a lot moving forward it's okay mostly it's kind of like who else is there yes um yeah I can see that I just I don't don't know i feel like kellen's gonna be the character you show no matter what so mm-hmm. no like that's the thing is like i still agree with all the negative things we've talked about yeah with her edit in the past i do like her more maybe that <laughs> contributes um 
But overwhelmingly, it's just like, I guess there is a world she wins, and it's just, they didn't really know what to do, and maybe this is them trying. It's hard to say, though. Like, I do think she probably gets more good content. I still think she is going to just massively fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just interested to see where she goes now. Now that Chris She's versus... clearly a major character. Now that, yeah, now that Chris versus Dom isn't front and center kellen's a major character but where does she like does she expand does she actually get actual relationship does do they coalesce into something like sort of along the lines of what we've been seeing all pre-merge but actually winner e i guess Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's mostly just i don't know where she's going this was a good episode for her i think uh and honestly it's really good that people like desiree are getting more developed like, I think that's every single confessional Desiree gets is good for Kellen, just because it's more, de- like, indirectly more development on Kellen, um, and sort of how she works. Um, it's probably not good that Desiree has been shown calling the shots for the most part. Yeah, I would say a big demerit against Kellen is that there was no Bradley reaction at all. Mm, I disagree with that. Like... With the way Bradley was edited, honestly, if Kellen said, I loved Bradley so much, he was my number one ally, I'm so sad, I would immediately, like, put her at the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> like, Yeah, well, but, like, also just being like, oh, with a, with a Navidi majority on that tribe and they voted out a Navidi, like, things aren't what they seem, I can't just true. stick to this epic Pagong. But she loves her Pagong, Chef. She loves it. <laughs> um, I guess one thing that is kind of interesting about Kellen is I feel like if she won, we would have got some content about her being annoyed by Bradley's complaining, but maybe she just wasn't. (laughs) I don't know. Like maybe there is a world where she wins and like, she loved Bradley as a friend. Uh, she did love Paganging. Uh, so they 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 didn't want to just edit Master Pagong or Kellen. Uh, so they made the uh, Malolo the underdogs. Uh, she liked Bradley, so they couldn't tie her to the negativity. So they tried to divorce her as much as she could as they could, but didn't have her disavow him. Like I, I do think there are. To me, I guess I see the picture where they have a really weird story to sell with Kellen winning. So they kind of just make her quirky and fun on her own independently and don't show her connected to anybody who is negative. Mm. Um, and I, I guess like the, the thing, the reason I put her back on my list is it just like, I guess I can see that world. Yeah, I have, I just have, I think, too many problems. But everyone knows who Kellen is. I guess I can see the path, but not on my winner contender list right now. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, so, Laurel? Yeah, Laurel's on my winner contender list, but, like, just barely also, just for the sake of having a second one, I think. It was yeah. an okay merge episode for her, I think. I wish she talked a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, she could have used a little bit more content. What she got was good, though. Yeah. Like, that was a good confessional. But, I mean, it's not out of line with what we're expecting from her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess the one thing I would say is I think now she has a better shot than Donathan. Yeah, um, for sure. I didn't think that before this. So she she's probably realistically third. For me, it's probably unnamed mysterious person who definitely who is obvious. Who could it be? Um, and then probably Kellen, Dominic, Laurel, and then I don't really see anybody else. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, Laurel, I guess, could still be this Natalie White figure, but I feel like, again, as we've talked through, Dominic is the only one who's this, like, the Russell Hands figure. Unless it's Laurel, Jenna, Dominic. <laughs> I don't see how she wins a jury vote. Uh, I don't know. I think with Chris gone, we see definite pickup from Laurel. Not, like, passing the torch in any way, but just there's more room for her to be a big player now. Mm-hmm. Make her big move if she wants, or consider it, or whatever, so. Yeah, and I guess there is a, like... 
it's possible that she like really just blows up in positivity complexity everything and like she does have the foundation to win i guess like i just feel like there's some moments where she went invisible that i don't understand why you would let her be invisible there yeah i don't know i don't know next episode's crucial for her i don't know i slept a lot of that under the rug when she said i've been playing a utr game and haven't looked back at it but yeah it's still there but she did say i'm playing an under the radar game and now i'm i I like being in control and now i'm gonna uh really start playing (laughs) that's true i don't know so like if she picked up from there i would have been forgiving of it but like she said i'm gonna start playing really hard and then vanished (laughs) like yeah, I just don't think it's a good look for her there. Um, and overall, like, I feel like the pieces just aren't quite there for Laurel to end up winning this whole thing. I don't know. I, like I said, I think I see her more than anyone, but it's just a narrow field at this point, and I'm looking for whatever makes sense in some way. Yeah, like, I guess the one thing is she does have that, like, she reacts to Chris, and that, like, I still think that's her best scene, where she reacts to Chris and is like, you know, you gotta be willing to kind of be quiet and understand people. So I guess I kind of like the one positive is i think she's going deep and i don't really think she's likely to lose a jury vote um just from that like that seemed like a my social game is phenomenal from sarah lacina kind of moment so if she is there in the end which i think is possible i feel like she has a chance to win a jury vote because of the way like we've been shown her i don't know like that's my one upside sort of situation for her is she does have kind of like this i could see why people would vote i think an interesting thing because with sarah we saw how she used like advantages and stuff to her advantage and in a in ghost island like what if you never go to ghost island yet win the game like i mean actually we're looking at a lot Mm -hmm. of people who haven't gone and are big contenders like wendell's not gone yet laurel's not gone dominic's not gone i don't think um so nope yeah because i think kellen is the only one who's gone who's still there i think that's right so yeah like i guess yeah i don't know there's a world where it works um so like she's on my list if i stretch it but not (laughs) if i don't uh so on to libby not a great episode for Uh, i guess not i feel like yeah she would have got jenna's confessional if we were being told for some reason that Libby was winning this game, but I don't know. I kind of felt at that point that Libby yeah. could just be going home and that would be fine. It would make sense, but yeah, I, thought I think Libby's Libby. probably gone pretty soon. I do too, and as the official number one Libby fan in the entire universe, uh, it makes me sad, but I was surprised that during the episode I was like, you know what? I'm okay if it's Libby. I feel like her story makes sense. Uh, it does kind of feel like she's almost like a resolved thing at this point. We have a reason for her to go out and that she's a poverty <laughs> 3.0 and super dangerous. Yeah. For me, I think one thing in her corner is I do think there's a possibility that she, like, if Dominic leaves next week, I do think it will be because of Libby. I do think they've set that up, but I do kind of think she's going to lose. That would be really funny. If Dominic did leave and it was in part because of Libby. And yeah, all the footwork is there, but I don't know. <laughs> Libby at this point is... She almost feels like the one who is kind of weirdly tangential to the story. Like you have your Chelsea and Angela and stuff, but they're falling into line. Whereas Libby's been pushed as this like seductive strategic threat, even though we're not seeing that. She's bluffing Dominic up, mm-hmm. we're not seeing that. It's just a weird character she's pretty it is very weird i yeah i don't know i i do feel like she'll leave soon because it just we have reason for her to leave though i do think she 
Like, her best situation is a final trouble council loser, I think. I don't think it's super on the table, but I think it's a possibility. I, I, I mean, it's hard to say there's, like, final tribal council loser edits, I guess, but, like... I don't really think that is an edit. Like, I do think the only thing that separates a losing, like, a final tribal council loser from, a, like, any other losing position is a reason yeah. for them to not win a jury vote. Like, they have some sort of reason, and so many people have those and they are the same thing as like even though libby's been pretty like invisible we're being told that she's a strategic threat that shouldn't make it to the end but like if she were to make it to the end that's almost a reason you'd want to vote for her it's not detracting Mm -hmm. from her but i could see it being like a chrissy ben where chrissy was just glowing to the jury but still didn't win i think libby won't get that same treatment by any mean but yeah yeah i don't have a whole lot to add for her like she seemed like she was really good in that Oh yeah, that had me hyped. Uh, so like, I, I don't know. I'm still a Libby Stan, but I I would be okay if she left at this point. Yep. I think. So moving on to Michael, who had a pretty what? big episode. No. I guess. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, okay. <laughs> I mean. I'm just, like, firmly on this anti-Michael train. Like, I've seen a lot of people who have... Oh, I love Michael. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Michael. If he won, that'd be pretty cool. But I feel like a lot of people have him as his as their number one. And I think there's just I a do lot of that. flaws. Like, talking about how to keep Gonzalez for physical strength. Talking in this episode that Chris's plan kind of makes sense. And then not going back on it. Um, his edit during the 2.0 tribes was, like, just as necessary it was him finding an idol and then playing it um yeah and like the difference between uh michael finding a second idol and wendell finding his idol like night and yeah, day better too. for wendell i just we also have that stephanie yeah, and so Jenna many led that giant X's. the first one so there's just a lot of like flags coming up and yeah I'd, yep. it'd be cool if he won but but he is like our he is almost our protagonist right like he is like probably second to dominic as our main character and i feel like he's more protagonist yeah. than dominic is like he's definitely being portrayed as an 18 year old you want to root for when it's very easy for you to be like mm-hmm. millennials not in my survivor but and like i think one thing that's good for him is in this episode he got a winner quote like he was like and i'm still on my path to um uh be the youngest yeah, he survivor did, ever he, i think he meant he to say soul survivor being 18 but... again and so that's still a thing i don't know like i think if he were to make the end he would win because he's just been through so much adversity but i don't see him making the end and i don't think it makes sense. I don't know. For me, he reminds me so much of Aubrey. Like, this glowing, why could, like, there's no way this person could ever make the end because how would they lose, um, built up, but has so much longevity, but, and has so much. Like, there's kind of two things where it's like, how does she make it to the end and not win? And also, like, like, it makes sense for her to get to the end because of her edit, but doesn't make sense for her to lose but she doesn't look like a winner what's going on that to me reminds me of michael where and i guess at this point i'm i think i'd be saying he would be my guest for second place huh i just there's nothing building up assuming wendell wins which maybe that's the faulty assumption i'm making but like a wendell first place michael second place is just a really bizarre ending to this yeah, how does season that happen? so far and i know michael and wendell haven't been together until yet but i don't know if like laurel comes up with this plan to get out dominic and wendell and like michael lets them in on that that could be the seeds for it but until then so my pitch is gonna be i think michael's gonna win a bunch of so i think michael's gonna make it pretty far 
like say like we're gonna get to like the final eight michael's gonna win a bunch of challenges and then his my 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 guess is he's gonna like chrissy it and his speech is gonna be like physical strength physical strength and then someone like wendell will be like but i cared about you sebastian think about the shell think about the shell (laughs) and it'll be the story of how wendell beats michael that would be like if i'm plotting out what i think is gonna happen in the season that would be my like wendell michael and some irrelevant third person like like a jet or something that's a weird trajectory i need to see more like of it leading that way in any sense well think about like spencer right like like in cambodia i never would have imagined at any point that spencer could be a Mm. zero vote finalist like and they just flipped that switch so fast and i do think that they can do that for michael too and like Maybe he announces he's 18 and that bites him in the butt. Like, like, I do think there are a lot of things on the table where I do think he can lose. And I don't see how he gets voted out anytime soon because he is our, like, protagonist. We're supposed to be rooting for him. He is our Wentworth. For me, he's, like, fourth or second. I will say that it doesn't seem like they're going straight for Michael. Like, not even Kellen in her epic pagonging. She's going for Libby. She's not going for Michael, and I think that's an mm-hmm. interesting point. But I guess Michael just really doesn't fit in yet. Like, even not second, not fourth. Like, I just don't know where. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be that long before he does go. Okay, okay. I hope I'm right, because I love him. Uh, I don't think he can win, unfortunately. So, best case scenario, we get more <laughs> of him all the way to the end. That would be... And to be honest, maybe if he's there on finale night, I'll be like... I'll trick myself, because I tend to get tricked in the moment. <laughs> like... <laughs> I was sure that Ken was winning in Millennials vs. Gen X in the Final Travel Council. I was sure Chrissy was winning in the Final Travel Council. But then I think about it, and I'm like, why was I thinking that? <laughs> um, so if he's there, like, I'll be 100% sure in the moment that he's winning. But at this point, I think he actually has like a yeah. pretty close to zero. All right, uh, Sebastian. I feel like he was not really in this episode no. until Tribal Council, and then he just yeah. has a goofy line. So weird, like kind of a really good edit to start out and then it faded away and now he's just like his Chris storyline is dead. The Jenna storyline's not really there. I mean, he has Wendell, but we didn't see them interact. He Like, remember when him and Chris were best buddies who picked out each other's gummy worms? Like, where did that go? He literally voted him this episode. Yeah, he voted out Chris without mentioning it. Like, this was your number one guy who, in multiple episodes, you talked about it being your number one guy. It's so weird. Like, I have, like, almost nothing to add. Yeah, I think he's pretty much dead at this point. I also don't really know where he fits in. Yeah. He could go anywhere. I think honestly like he could be that third place he could be next he could be I don't know I feel like wherever he lands he's not important and he'll probably get more funny confessionals and that's it (laughs) yep that's about it for Sebastian so next up I think is gonna probably be the most interesting conversation and that's Wendell who had a very in my opinion mixed episode uh like a mixed bag of really good things and really bad things and he was the third most visible when so many people have been saying that the dark marks against him are that he's been invisible. He's the third most visible in this episode. Uh, so maybe let's walk through the positives and negatives of his episode. Yeah, um, I think it's a strong, like, visibility-wise, it's a strong look for Wendell. Like, he doesn't feel mm-hmm. like, yeah. He's no longer a supporting very, character to the casual audience. He's important. Yeah, um, I think establishing that talking about like togetherness and stuff is important helps him a lot i think him saying that chris definitely doesn't have an yes, idol is I bad think, <laughs> i know i had excused a while ago when he was like oh navidi's never going to 
drywall council. But then in this episode, he does that. He's like, Chris doesn't have an idol, which that in itself is mixed because Chris doesn't end up playing this idol, so it doesn't factor in. But it, it's still like showing that he's not perceiving things properly, I guess. And it was subtitled, so I guess that... Yeah. And, like, he was gung-ho about getting rid of Angela. He thought Angela was going. Like, he's been shown to be incapable quite a few times. And I mean... And I do think that yeah. continues to be his problem in, his in this episode. His mediation attempts it didn't it. do anything. Yeah, like, how often do you see a winner articulate a plan? Like, I can... I think I can be the bridge between these two people. Blows yeah. up. Like, and it's almost like the way very it weird. turned around, it's like not, oh, well, we'll keep trying or we'll work around it. It was just like, well, we got to go against Chris now. Yep. I don't know. Like for somebody who is, in my opinion, so far and away the number one winner contender, there are so many things where I'm like, why are they yeah, doing someone this Someone on way? Unspoiled, the website was at like sort of pointing out, like there was him saying Navidi's never going to there was him saying Chris doesn't have an idol his failed mediation attempt his two like kind of invisible episodes like why do so many people have him still as their number one and I think it is just because even with all those things he still makes more sense than like Laurel even or yeah it's really the Adam effect right like it doesn't make sense that um like yeah it's he gets this negativity at the merge for Adam but with force or with like Having rewatched, it makes so much sense. His story was kind of the main one. And it's like, the winner can be, I, I think the winner can be wrong. And his premiere is so good. And yeah. that episode with the shell is so good. And when he finds the idol is so good that it almost doesn't matter. Like, and I hate saying that. Like, like on the forums and stuff, I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right. It's not a good look for a winner to be shown like completely incapable of handling a situation. But we also had Mike win who, like, was shown as, like, stereotypical, obnoxious, hard-work-at-camp yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a winner that exists. And who completely flipped on his alliance and, like, clearly mis- made a mistake and then benefited from it. Like, there is, I guess the thing is, is, like, there are so many reasons why he shouldn't win, but they don't at any point match up to the reasons why he I will win. I think what you can say with Mike is that stuff like what he did at the auction or just him somehow working his way out of that main alliance you can't not show that and i mean he still wins but like with wendell i feel like you mm-hmm. can just not show him saying these things or like yeah not just like subtitle it, you know what i mean like the mediation scene it's just really strange but like and i guess maybe that makes sense to me why you do see people have michael as their number one <laughs> like if i was on the other side of this issue and did think this stuff disqualified Wendell. Maybe I would be like, who is left and look at Michael. But I don't know. Like, I think the positivity is just so much there. Despite everything, his personal story is like his personal content is more visible than Dominic's. His strategic content is more visible than Michael's. His personal relationships are more apparent than Kellen's. Like on every, like the major benchmarks, he's still in the lead. You know what I mean? Like we know more about him personally than anybody else. We know more about how he's playing the game than anybody else we know more about how he views the world than he anybody else like, okay content or like good content at pivotal points in the game like swaps or merges unlike donathan it's just like mm-hmm. the flaws that other people have i feel Do- wendell's doing them all better like his his problems are yeah like, and that's the thing is like really isolated to himself and you can't really say oh this person is mm-hmm. 
I mean, the the other people just aren't doing them, but it's not a comparison thing in the same way. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, it's just, he, to me, is the weirdest, quote unquote, super obvious winner I've ever seen, where it's just like, I almost have like, like 80% certainty that he is going to take it because I don't think anyone else is a viable candidate. Like, I don't know, like that's ultimately where it comes from me, I think is one he just has this like on paper so many positives but also like i don't see who one where he leaves strategically because i think he's in such a good spot and then edically i don't think anybody has the mantle to really take like swipe him and yeah take that positivity i i guess if if you're looking at a season of flawed edit you might want to look for like like the laurels that's why i think laurels getting a lot of focus is like oh people when natalie won people said she wouldn't because people weren't looking for that and people were like i'm not gonna do another danny boat right so i think that's where people are going i'd love to get into the mind of someone who has like michael or kellen or dominic or donison as their number one because that just seems it seems similar though like they're looking at the good parts and they're emphasizing those over some flaws yeah i get it because i don't think anybody in this season has a perfect edit but to me the one that's closest to a perfect edit is wendell and honestly like i forget about the negatives like when i'm thinking about wendell's content i think about the shell scene which on its own you give that to anybody it makes no sense it still makes no sense as just a basic scene it doesn't make any sense the guy just picked yeah. up a shell. Like, no one gets glowing yeah. positivity like that for no reason. Like, that scene was manufactured, essentially. And no one else has something like that. No one else has, like, something where I buy them winning. And to me, like, Wendell just looks like he has so much edit manipulation and mm-hmm. things working in his favor. And I don't know, like, you even have, like, like even just the small things. Like, for me, one of the huge things that sold Jeremy as a winner was when he eats the blue. And he's like... Sorry, I just got to eat. Uh, you can't just turn down food on Survivor or whatever. He does it, and it's like this bold moment in a challenge. And Wendell gets that when he's like, "What's up, Probst?" Well, like it's like even those kind of like tiny little check marks he feels. Yep. I I mean, I definitely agree. I think we're. We've had a lot of seasons where maybe it's because more people are just getting interested and they want to pursue different possibilities, but there's not been consensus picks necessarily. Like last season, you had Ben, but you also had like people thinking Devin or Lauren or Chrissy or Jessica. Chrissy. Like Mike. Like I think there's a lot more room for the edit to be messy per se. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because you think of like a season like One World where even though you had that strong final tribal council, Kim was so edgically obvious. But like, that's not been the case for a great number of seasons. And I do think this is unfortunately kind of a return to that form where I like, for me, he's so far above everybody else on it. Just like, yeah, he has flaws, but it just doesn't feel like they matter. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it almost feels like somebody who vaguely understands edric tried to make flaws for him mm. yeah you know i mean like it feels like there's just like oh people won't think he's gonna win if we just say he subtitle chris has an idol because the people on the internet pay attention to those subtitles but then you double down and give him the shell scene yeah it's like, yeah i don't think you can have like that random shell scene and then the shell scene is just so it just sort of locks everything up i think it's like it's so mm-hmm. so weird and so for wendell it's hard to consider anything else and like in addition to that like maybe things like the navidi negativity about how much better the navidi camp is to the malolo camp we were shown that wendell built that camp right like even small things like that like that navidi are like 
the Bradley talking about how the sa there's sand and here there's dirt and even that stuff. Wendell is the one who is shown building like the crab traps. He's building the shelter. He is the main person doing that. Like even like these minor stories kind of relate to Wendell. I just like it makes so much sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> and on the Yunuya, uh, on the episode where Yunuya gets introduced, Jenna mentions, "Hey, uh." you're the can you build me a chair yeah. or something like even reminds like <laughs> there's even that like reminder like by the way wendell uh dropped out of uh, law school to become a furniture designer by the way by the way like it's just like at this point it would have to take such a significant turn for me to consider mm -hmm. almost anyone more than him and i agree i just like, don't see like he could get eliminated that's like the best like way to get him out of that number one spot i think and like i, I think yeah, next I agree, episode like, is the best potential for that if yeah if laurel kills wendell i guess that is the one world where i see <laughs> wendell losing and i think that could be possible like laurel next episode wendell leaves laurel now becomes number one like that's yeah. really the world i think is most yeah, realistic where he's not that's over. probably the only way to sell how solid we are is just like yeah if if i guess he gets eliminated in the actual game of survivor yeah he's not our number one pick anymore so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but literally so little else could change it mm -hmm. and like i can't see him losing fire i can't see like i feel like he's Almost certainly in the finale. I can't see him losing a jury vote. Like, just a lot of weirdness. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah. we've talked that to death. Uh, a really weird episode for Wendell, but I still leave it. Like, like for me, if he if they didn't air that voting confessional, I would have said this was a bad episode for Wendell. But I feel like the voting confessional, like, was like a quick PowerPoint presentation on why Wendell should win. Like, it was like, pay attention to other people. Uh, say we... On Unspoiled, somebody made a huge post about one of the problems with Wendell's, ed Wendell's edit is in every single time he talks, he says, we, not I. And, like, then this episode, he literally confronts that. Oh, and like, wow. Are they, like, going on boards looking at edgic and being like whoa don't worry we'll fix that content for you don't worry well <laughs> you think wendell is saying we too much well here we go we'll get him talking about why saying we is important like i mean it's in line with people being like kellen has no relationships and then they're just like yeah uh watch us say it and then what do you think so yeah that's wendell he might win this season i don't know on to um, the true winner so of this season chris noble chris what a great character loved him perfect survivor character in i had a lot of a lot of comparisons couldn't ask to coach, for more and i'm like number one not a huge coach fan but like chris is great like oh for sure you like, like him I more than coach, coach. <laughs> Ooh. okay cool that's that's oh yeah the only thing I could have asked for him last time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but such a bizarre edit. Like, remember when we were hearing about his mom and stuff and how he wanted those pastries and he sort of wrapped and, oh, it's been, it's been a long journey. One yeah. of the weirdest edits of all time, I think. Uh, and clearly they love him. Like They made a music video with him. <laughs> they did. That is one out of game thing that i watched and i'm like if for I'm some so reason you're listening to this and you're not watching the season like chris noble is not a good rapper not a good musician they made a music video for him they love him yeah <laughs> there were some good lines in the rap i must say like uh the one where i was like uh i got blindsided that's why i ponder osa like, uh... that, that was a good line I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we've talked a lot about what he says about this season and like sort of the story. Ultimately, it's he, his story is like why you shouldn't be super yeah. self-absorbed. And the episode spelled that out super clear, I think, because this was really a, a sad, sad burial mm -hmm. for our beloved Chris. I was so hoping he would play that yeah. role, though. Oh, I don't know. 
I think he'll have an interesting so, role on the jury, maybe. Especially with who's I do too. looking like, like will be at the end, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe that does make sense why you give him so much content. Like, maybe he does Spencer Bledsoe it, you know what I mean? Like, he just goes in there, gives a crazy speech, rallies for the jury Angela, in some way. Um, or bring it full circle. For Angela, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Uh, so, I guess we'll... Who do you think's leaving oh, next? So we've been told that Laurel's gonna consider going against Wendell and Dominic, but I think it'll be probably just Libby. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Libby too. But for the sake of betting against you, I will go with. <laughs> I don't want to pick Angela <laughs> again. Uh, oh boy. Uh, let's go with Laurel's gonna take oh out. Oh my Wendell. gosh! Let's if that go. happened, I would be so on board with this season even more than I am. Like I think it's a really good season, but oh yeah, them just like killing Wendell here would be so shocking, so fun. Yeah, that would be hilarious. So good. I would love if they just. Like set Wendell up as the super obvious winner, and then we're like, ha ha ha. Like as a Gabon fan, that's what makes Gabon so good is that Marcus looks so so obvious, and then Susie Onage just takes him out, and you're left with this bizarre final nine. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would be awesome if this was uh, Gabon's sequel. Uh, I'd be so on board with that. Uh, so anyways, that is our show. Uh, you know our winner contenders. It's Wendell and then <laughs> scraping on the bottom for, <laughs> scraping on the bottom of the, uh, uh, fish tank for any scum that could potentially be viable. Laurel's there for me. Um, like, I still really want the Desiree passing the torch from James thing to happen, but I just want it to happen. I don't think it's happening anymore, but... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There is a contact form there, or you can email us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com. No S. We cannot afford those S's. Uh, we'd love if you would leave a review on iTunes, email us, tell your friends. Uh, we will read any email, any comment. Uh, it means a lot. It's uh, nice to know that people enjoy this show. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DannyKillsBees. I still... I have gained a decent amount of Twitter followers from this. Uh, I hope I haven't let you down. Um, I probably have. I don't know. I guess you could follow me, but I really don't do anything. Maybe I'll just tell you to follow, like, the Twitter I always look at, which is Thoughts of Dog, at dog underscore feelings. There you go. There's a much more enjoyable Twitter than mine. So there you have it. Follow me at Danny Kills Bees and underscore dog underscore feelings. Uh, that's our yep. show. Thank you so much. Goodbye. See you next week. Peace.